today on CityCast Madison. Summer in Madison means music festivals. Nearly every weekend, there's a festival somewhere close to home, and we are here to help. This is the first in a series of episodes that will be your guide to summer entertainment in Madtown. We start with the classic Isthmus neighborhood festivals. That Day Marquette, Atwood Fest, the Orton Park Festival, and the Willie Street Fair have grown from neighborhood get-togethers into celebrations the whole city attends. The summer festival season kicks off this week with the Marquette Waterfront Fest at Yahara Place Park. One familiar face you'll likely to see at any of these festivals is musician and expert beer slinger Tony Casaneda. He gives us the inside scoop on the free summer festivals on Madison's East Side. It's Tuesday, June 6th. I'm Dylan Brogan in for Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Tony, thank you for joining me today. How are you? Hey, it's good. Thanks for having me on, Dylan. Well, we're, we invited you on. Uh, you are a man about town, a true Madisonian in every sense. And Except you, I was not born here. You know, raised. a lot of true Madisonians weren't born or raised here, but uh, it's your adoptive home. But um, just going to these summer music festivals my whole life in the neighborhood, I always... Remember you being there. You've always played a big part in some role or another, and you're mm-hmm. all, you, you obviously are also a musician who's played some of these festivals. The Waterfront Fest is on June 11th, and that kicks off the whole season of neighborhood festivals, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. And uh, the Waterfront Festival is uh, brought to you by the Marquette Neighborhood Association. Yes. Yeah, so you're pouring beer or something at that one, or oh, just a, uh, an attendee no, this year? I, no, I'm more or less just a... Either I'll, I'll be playing music, yeah, um, or else I'm just a I'm just a visitor. All right. Well, if someone who hasn't been to the Waterfront Festival, how would you differentiate it uh, in terms of vibe? Well, it's it's very neighborly. It's a very neighborhoody. It's right there uh, um, at Yahara Place Park. The vibe it's it's a good vibe. It always seems to end with some sort of a big storm. What's the music tend to be like? Does it differ every year? or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The music is different every year. And if you're a local band or around the area especially, you know, they're like, well, did you play last year? And if you did, usually you can't play this year. So they do rotate. So what I okay. – uh, and that's actually – I don't want to say they're all in uh, cahoots or coordination, but all the festivals, like when they ask you to play a festival, they say you're not playing – one of the other major festivals mm. around town, are you? Because then it kind of can be conflicting. And not only that, a lot of these places now have these side stages. And that's okay. where they'll put a lot of the local talent, which is good so that they can involve us. And I don't know if they did that just to play Cadus because people, you know, used to bitch about it. Um, but uh, they also bring in the National Touring Acts. Okay. It's a little bit smaller than some of the other ones. Yes, it, it is growing in size, though. And, and there's and a, the Fool's Flotilla. Kind of a counterpart to the Willie Street Parade. A little. Willie Street Fair yes, Parade. Yes, very much so. Then they got the Fool's Flotilla, which in itself is an event that is like 
expanded and you know it's, it's yeah well okay it's so grown. we gotta tell people uh, may, who may not know so they start off on uh, Lake Mendota and they go down and, and people build all sorts of crazy rafts and they play instruments and are wearing costumes and they float down the Yahara River and sort of arrive at Yahara Place Park exactly and that happens on the the Sunday and that that's a cool uh, unique part of this one it is and uh, the, the turnout for that is is great yes then we have the Fete Marquette which uh, comes up around Bastille days yeah around that thing. And uh, that's in July, of course. And that one is put on by the Wilmar Neighborhood Center. It's a Franco-centric uh, music and entertainment for the most part. However, they will have different types of music. Like this year, for instance, yeah. uh, um, Love and Cup, which is Rolling Stone tribute band, is going to be playing the Fete Marquette. I don't get the connection. Rolling oh, yeah. Stone, yeah hmm. so I, I, All right, I don't but, know. Uh, whatever. Would you, would you say Le Fete has become more Cajun uh, and maybe less international recently? Yeah, yeah. It, it appears that there's a lot of people coming up from the Nolens uh, area, yeah. and that is the emphasis on a lot of that music. So, yeah. And also, it just happens at McPike Park, the FET does, and it's four days long. It starts on a Thursday, ends on a Sunday, and that is, uh, I think, July 13th it starts off this year. And so you got more than one stage. I think you tell me, Tony, but the young people seem to congregate maybe at the, the oh, very yeah, cool that. house techno electronica setup that goes on there. I guess you could say the FET they market. Well, it's more spread out. They got a whole yes. block or a whole section of the park dedicated to to kids oh, yeah. entertainment and the Ferris wheel is there yep. except it wasn't there last year for some reason I, but I think it's going to be back it better be so it's a very family oriented yeah. and I, I guess I, you got to say that most of these festivals are geared towards family entertainment also and they're all free and they're all free. Yes. Which is, and they also all have beer. So you've poured beer at some of these. Uh, I'll pour is, beer at the Fed. Is that and, pretty crazy? Well it can be it depends on the weather though you know it's, if it's mm. too hot if it's above 85, people drink less beer, believe it or not. Huh. Between 70 and 85 is perfect beer drinking weather. If it's less than that or more, people buy less. And, of course, this is how a lot of the money is generated, is through the beer sales for yes. all these festivals. The Fed, of course, can be one of the hottest yeah. festivals. Hmm. Until we get to the Atwood Fest. <laughs> oh, man, so many more festivals. Okay, so we have La Fed, I would say, is definitely the biggest one that maybe attracts more of a citywide uh, yes. audience. Yes. Orton Park Fest has been going on the longest. Um, that one has been going on for 58 eight years. It's, right. it's also in a way smaller park, uh, Orton Park over, what is it, Spaten Ingersoll. Yeah, one of the things that you should know about this year is that they've cut a day off of the Orton Park Festival. Hmm. Which is, that, is that for the neighbors? It's kind of, yes, it's kind of a, due to neighborhood pressure. It, there's some concern here, Dylan, which I didn't know about, mm -hmm. is that too many people in a park trampling on the roots of the trees. I guess the trees can feel it. Really? No, no, this is real. This is true, and this is a big complaint. One thing that people should know is a lot of these festivals initially start off as just a one-day events. Okay, and then they decided, and I don't know if is through greed or whatever, or if we just wanted to we'll expand the more, fun. Yeah. Yes, more fun, more days. Interesting. There's so too many people walking around these tree roots. I don't know exactly if that's it or if it's the noise. I yeah. mean, the, uh, all these festivals have grown. If you yeah. remember uh, from way back in the day when you were not even born yet, the Orton Park Festival was a smaller affair, wasn't it? I think it was a one-day affair in, in the music. and uh, But they've all grown and in popularity, and that is because 
people from around the area, not just the mm. neighborhood, are coming to these festivals. And they're always welcome, of course. But, yeah. Um, uh, neighbors and, you know, people complain. You know, so yeah, don't came. pee in anybody's backyard. Yeah, exactly. I know. People that really don't like that. was one of the big complaints for a while. But yeah. it, it's, uh, I think, you know, as I volunteer at the Orton Park Festival where uh-huh. I do some stage stuff. And I I think we, that we run it pretty good. And we're also very conscientious. And we tell people over the stage to, you know. Be cool to your neighbors. and I would say Orton Park Festival is a little bit uh, low-key, but in a good way. Yes. Yes. And Cycropria, um, they use, you know, this... That big maple tree. They're an aerial dance troupe. Area yes. Of, and, and they used to use this the same oak tree, but they can't anymore because of the... They don't want to... In, Too much wear and tear yeah. on the tree. It's not really dying, but... Potentially. And I guess they've noticed cracks. So, so are they going to be doing gonna something do else? They're going to do it just one night. Okay. At, on Friday night, and the Orton Park proper festival is going to start on, it's going to be Saturday and Sunday, two full days of music. So that is an issue, is the wear and tear on the parks, some of these old parks. Now, McPike Park. No, not a lot of huge trees to damage there. There's nothing. It's, yeah, but that kind of makes it ideal for having a lot of people. Yes. Now, there is, you brought up another festival at Atwood Fest, yes. but I kind of think of the Willie Street Fair as the end of the festival season, kind of the official end of summer. Do you think that's fair to say? Yes. I mean, Atwood Fest comes at the end of July, all right? Okay. And, so but actually, Atwood Fest started for a long time. It was, it's been 40-something years ago, because I wow. remember... Um, Playing that festival in uh, uh, in the late seventies. Okay, so tell us where Atwood Fest. That's in between well, Lafette and Orton Park. Fest. Yes, it's on uh, Atwood Avenue. They're right at Shakes Corners, all the way down towards the Barrymore Theater, and they have three stages there. And know? is that mostly local bands too, or do they? Have- oh no, no, no. They bring in. There is a lot of local bands. Though, yeah, some of the big things, but they'll bring in a couple of headliners, especially at the rock stage. You mm. know. But yeah, that is a lot more locally focused in terms of the music. Yeah, and that one's the hot one, I'd say. It's, I mean, hot in terms of temperature, yes, because yes. you're on hot concrete at, uh, you know, the end of July. All right, well, let's uh, talk about the end of uh, the whole the whole neighborhood festival season. That's the Willie Street Fair, yes. and that one has a very different vibe. It's more spread out along three blocks of Willie Street, and there's a lot of vendors and stuff. Of course, there's also music there too, right? Yes, yes. And there's uh, big music. There's a lot of local bands, but then they'll bring in one or two yeah. big bands. Back in the day when the University of Wisconsin had the World Music Festival that was organizing that, uh-huh. they were generous enough to sponsor the music lineup on Saturdays, which was amazing because you had all these great groups from throughout the world playing at uh, Willie Street Fair. So wow. it's a treat. Yeah. Now, and that's one thing I want to say about all the festivals overall is that we present some really good music. Now, people have been complaining. There were meetings before about, oh, there's too many festivals <laughs> and I've got <laughs> festival fatigue, whatever that is. Whoa. Do you know festival of anybody who fatigue? ever died of festival fatigue? Well, I mean, it's a, kind of this cherished part of Madison Summers is that there are these festivals, but I guess the organizers, it gets uh, can get a little heated. Well, it's not for the organizers. It's for neighbors you know I so mean, the neighbors they think it's too much around yes there. it's okay. too much yeah oh, uh, too much music okay. all the time mm. and i can hear it in my backyard and, and i'm like yeah but you know you're listening to a class act from uh new orleans or whatever or france you know what do you mean and you get and it's free and that's the thing i mean yeah. there's 
There have been some complaints as as we've been going through these things. Well, you and look at course, Lollapalooza and Coachella and all these other big national. I mean, they cost a lot of money to go do. to. They do. And, and people pay even more to go VIP so they don't have to wait in line and get beer quicker, right? And people don't know. Some of the bands that play at these festivals uh, actually play at those festivals, too. So you're yeah. going to pay a whole bunch of money to see them. And I'm like, you know, there's sometimes you can go to FET and, you know, Los Lobos will be there and and, and, and it's free. Yeah. And it's like, why you, you should not look a gift horse in the mouth. The mm. fact that we have this free entertainment, it builds community. As a musician, for me, I look at it as a blessing. So the Willie Street Fair, though, is kind of, I guess, one of the oldest ones also. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. It's been around it has for a really long time. Humble roots, too. It actually started, yeah, it started where right in front of the Crystal Corner Bar, I believe, on that block. And it yep. was when they decided to have this back in the day, uh, you know, there was neighbors that were concerned about it. And, of course, now they've moved down the block. I used to work at this fair a long time ago. I used to be a stage manager and get paid to do it, get all the bands, get everybody up there on time, and make sure that the event ran smoothly. You know? yeah. so, well, yeah. and a big highlight, at least, uh, of the Willie Street Fair is the cool parade that happens every year. Of course, the Willie Street and it, Parade. It, I mean, yes, people come from all over the place to yes. go to that and be part of that. And it, it gets better every year. It gets bigger every mm. year. You were like marshaling it last year, practically. No. Traffic control. Yeah, yeah, just at the corner at certain (laughs) spots. So we do things, and I like to pour beer on those. And I also, one of the things that we've had at the Willie Street Fair lately is the Packer tent. And that was Mm -hmm. controversial in itself when I proposed this 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't even know. I think Brett Favre was still a quarterback for the Packers at the time, and some people and friends of mine in there, yeah. like, we don't want no TVs on Willie Street. That's totally against the hippie vibe. So I was like, no, it's not. And a bunch of old hippies like the Packers. How would you say these neighborhood festivals have, have changed since since you started attending and helping with them? Well, they've, they've grown, I guess. And they've been more accepted back in the day. Uh, people complain less about them now? Well, I don't know about that, but I just think that more people go to them. They're not yes. just for the hippies in the neighborhood and their families and their dogs. It's everybody comes, grandmothers, grandfathers. People come from the west side. What? Even, yes. You're kidding me. Now, do you think, uh, well, that's good to hear in a way. So, okay, so they're more citywide events. Do you, do you think that they're... That that's taken anything away, are they, but are they more diverse now? And Well, I think they're, they're trying. Um, it, certain of them are more diverse than others. Because Willie Street's really changed. Willie Street is very diverse and attended by a lot of people, and you'll see all different shades of brown and whatever at the Willie Street Fair. It's more citywide and open, and everybody knows about it. Yeah. Some of the other festivals kind of, you know, you're like, wow, there should be more people of color here because we got, we got all these bands from, uh, you know, that are playing uh, Latin jazz yeah. or salsa or whatever that are presented at these festivals. So there is an attempt, I think, to broaden them and open them up. and Because they really, anyone can attend. Everyone should be feel welcome. And they, and they are free. And right. maybe it's become less about the neighborhood they take place in, but more about community and Madison generally. That's right. I mean, the, the FET, though, I mean, when they have that, that underground tent, the <sighs> DJ tent, I mean, that's filled with everybody. And it's, it's youth. Fun. And, it's and that's fun. another thing that I think that these yeah. festivals is, have got to do is... Well, it's people like me that have been going to festivals for 40-something years. Yeah. And, uh, we're getting old. Well, I hate I mean, to say it, and I'm kind of like, <laughs> I go to the festivals every year, and I'm like, who are all these old people? 
And do they're you, all friends of mine. I just can't remember who they are. So. Do you think they're for boomers? You're too boomer focused? Uh, yeah. I don't know if they're focused that way, but in a way you could say they are. Um, but yeah, we need to change that demographic, not only in youth, but also in color and, uh, and open up more. And I think it's slowly getting there as I see it. Um, yes. And it's, and it's a good thing to see. Well, and it's something really special to Madison. And, and we should be thankful for the Marquette neighborhood, the Atwood neighborhood, all that for. They are in the core of the city, right, these neighborhoods. Um, but they are hosting citywide events now. And we should we should thank the residents of those neighborhoods for doing yes, that. Yes, definitely. Uh, thank them for, for opening up their neighborhoods for yes. that. Another thing, though, is I think that the city, though, has been less welcoming. The city has kind of frown on these things. The city makes things harder at these festivals for the people to to put them on. They sometimes require more police than is necessary to be there to be walking around. I'm thinking of the uh, of the great taste of the Midwest, for one thing, which is the big beer festival that is held in the second week of August. You know, there's the city requires them to have way too many police than they need. There's it's one of the the most peaceful gatherings. I don't know if you've ever been to it. Well all these festivals there's no yeah there's and, a lot of police officers and they're standing around having a good time most of the time. Yeah right? and it, it it's not just that, but I think the the sound levels mm-hmm. and they have marshals now uh, or park rangers coming by and checking the decibel levels. It's just harassment and it's and it's unnecessary. The festivals end at a reasonable time. Yes. And it's you know, once a month. Well, now with the sessions, which has kind of changed that dynamic, but... We're going to talk to Bob Queen about all the sessions. All right, stuff, good. So. Well, Tony, thank you for sharing your insight and being honest with us about what's going on here and just uh, always helping out with these kind of beloved Man, traditions. I love it. And, uh, and uh, thank you for what you do, Dylan, and take care. That was festival volunteer Tony Casaneda perhaps better known as a Latin jazz musician and host of the 8 O'Clock Buzz on WORT 89.9 FM. And here's what else Madison's talking about. The UW-Madison Engineering Building. Each year, the College of Engineering receives more than 8,000 applicants, but only has space to accept 1,200 students. Governor Tony Evers proposed $350 million for a new building so more students would be admitted, but lawmakers did not include it in their budget, putting the project in serious jeopardy. UW system officials, Democrats, and even business interest groups blasted Republicans for axing the engineering building from the budget. UW Chancellor Jennifer Mnuchin says she'll continue to lobby legislators. And do you take the bus? The entire Madison Metro bus network is changing this Sunday, June 11th. Your stop might be different, your route might be different, even the bus number will likely change and you can say goodbye to those transfer points. For more information, check out our podcast feed for a convenient explainer on the big changes coming to Madison Metro. That aired on May 24th. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Dylan Brogan in for Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this podcast with someone you bump into at Marquette Waterfront Festival this weekend? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. Entire Madison Metro Butnet. 
Big changes coming to the Mass and Metro Butt Network.